0: Welcome to the Practical Growth Podcast. I'm your host, E.B. Johnson, top writer on medium.com, published author and master practitioner of neuro-linguistic programming. You've landed on the podcast that takes you on a journey into the heart of relationships and self-discovery. This is a must listen for those who are ready to overcome their toxic relationships and their toxic patterns. You can expect real talk, practical guidance, and raw and relatable guests that you'll be talking about for weeks. Let's get into it. Hello, hello, hello again, my lovely listeners, my lovely medium.com readers, my lovely TikTok viewers and followers. It is me, your favorite narc talk TikTok educator, your favorite medium blogger, your favorite podcaster. And today, uh, I think you're going to enjoy this episode. I do. I think it's going to be enlightening for you. And I think it's going to probably um, be quite illuminating for those of you who are still kind of on the fence when it comes to your recovery journey, um, your childhood trauma journeys, your narcissistic family journeys. Because today, what we are going to dive into is what specifically makes the narcissistic family different from other toxic families. Why do I go on and on and on about narcissistic families? Aren't they just the same as all other emotionally abusive families, all other mentally abusive families? And the answer is no, they're not. There's a very specific reason why I go on and on and on about narcissistic families. And so today I'm going to break that down for you. I'm going to put it right out there in black and white to help you understand why narcissistic families are so dangerous and why they are so different from the other abusive family systems that we have kind of been trained to look out for. Right before we jump in, though, I just want to give you your last Black Friday warning before the big day. Um, I'm going to be running a lot of really big specials for Black Friday all over on therealebjohnson.com, And that includes, uh, you know, more than $600 off my eight-week coaching package. It includes new eBooks. I'm going to be doing giveaway ways. Um, There's a new group membership that you can join. There's all kinds of good stuff that's going to be happening on Black Friday and Cyber Monday. But for you to be a part of it, for you to be in on the scoop, for you to be eligible for the goodies, uh, you got to be on my mailing list. And to join my mailing list, all you have to do is head over to therealebjohnson.com and click that big orange button at the top of the page. It will take you to a very simple email sign up form. All I need is your name and your email address. Don't worry. Um, I am the laziest marketer on the face of the planet. So there is there's going to be a lack of emails. We never spam you. Um, But just sign up there with your name and your email address. And that's it. You get a free workbook. You join my mailing list. And I'll let you know when the specials open up next week for Black Friday. So if you want this chance to get coached by me, more than $600 off of my eight week coaching package. If you want these new ebooks, if you want a chance to win some free goodies, um, then you need to get on that mailing list. So head over to TheRealEbJohnson.com and click that big orange button at the top. All right, let's jump in feet first. Let's get into it. Narcissistic families. What makes the narcissistic family so different from other families? Why do people like me go on and on and on about our narcissistic families and how damaging the narcissistic family was? Um, it's, it's, It's not really rocket science. Once you understand it, it's really, really obvious. But for you to understand a narcissistic family, you first need to have a realistic understanding of narcissism. Because I'll tell you what, the Internet's destroyed it. The Internet has absolutely destroyed the reality of narcissism, the truth about narcissism, and it's forced so many people to actually lose sight of what a narcissist is. Uh, According to most sources on the Internet, a narcissist is just a grandiose person. It's just a person who thinks they're the best, who talks about themselves like they're the best, who maybe puts other people down and kind of bullies them. Uh, And sure, yeah, this kind of grandiose personality can absolutely be a narcissist, but narcissists are so much more complex than that. Narcissism itself is a huge sliding scale. We all have narcissistic traits, okay? It's evolutionarily required. You need to have some, you know care for self in order to not go you know walking off a cliff like a lemming. So everyone's got a bit of narcissism in them. but a narcissist or someone with narcissistic personality disorder is going to be someone who is has this grand sense of self, which is rooted in insecurity, which comes from genetics, from neurobiology, from trauma. Um, and it, it comes with this desire to weaponize because that's the thing, right? Not all narcissists are created the same. There's a lot of different kinds of narcissists. Some are very subtle and covert and they play the victim and they put themselves in the background while pulling all the strings. And then, yeah, some are grandiose and some are overt. Some narcissists aren't even abusive. They're not even harmful, OK, this is a benign narcissist They're someone who's just totally up their own butt and they probably screw their lives up quite a bit and they can be an inconvenience to be around, but they're not really dangerous. Right. They don't really go out of their way to hurt other people. They don't try to weaponize their self-obsession or their pain. They don't try to destroy people or put people beneath them. But then at the other end of the spectrum. The extreme end of the spectrum, we have malignant narcissists, okay? These are abusive narcissists. This is the type of narcissism that I talk about. Yeah, they might have an MPD diagnosis, but many times they don't, okay? Many times they do not. These narcissists weaponize their pain, their anger, their insecurity, their self-aggrandizement, This type of narcissist, the malignant narcissist, gets pleasure from making sure other people are beneath them. It's not necessarily like a psychopath who derives pleasure from actual pain and suffering, but a true narcissist, an abusive one, a malignant narcissist, the kind of narcissist that I talk about, is someone who enjoys making sure the people in their lives around them are beneath them so that they can always feed this sense of superiority, which is rooted in this inherent insecurity, this idea that maybe I'm not good enough, so I have to be the best, so no one else sees that I think that maybe I'm not good enough. Okay? It's a very twisted way to look at the world, but that is what an abusive narcissist does, a malignant narcissist. And that's what we're talking about when we talk about the narcissistic families that I was raised in, that my clients are always raised in. These are families that are created and centered around malignant, abusive narcissists who cause harm, chaos, and conflict everywhere they go out of a desire to be number one, to be top of the heap, to control the people around them, or to make sure that their delusions can become reality. Yes, narcissists like this create families. It's actually the perfect guys because there is no other place in the world that has more plausible deniability for abusive people in the family because you can tell someone straight to their face how your mother has just beaten you, called you names, and they'll look at you and they'll shrug and they'll go, well, you know, that's family. Well, family is one of the few places that the narcissist can absolutely hide and get a kind of. Nobel Peace Prize for doing the bare minimum and for and for damaging the people around them, and these narcissistic parents, like all other narcissists, they abuse people in three steps. It starts with idealization, which for the narcissistic parent and the narcissistic and the the child of the narcissistic parent starts early. Okay, it starts when they're children. the The child hasn't yet formed a sense of self, so they haven't been able to disappoint. The parent, they still just do what the parent wants. So, this is the idealization stage. The narcissistic parent and the children become intensely bonded. The child thinks, Oh, this is my mom, this is my dad, I love them so much. But then, as the child grows, that idealization stops. The narcissist stops idealizing the child as the child shows a stronger sense of self. And the child stops idealizing the parent as they realize the parent is treating them differently because they're starting to set boundaries and have their own personal identity, which is going to clash with the narcissist. So once that idealization stage ends, it moves into that second phase of narcissistic abuse, which is that Destruction. They need to break you down. They need to break your will. They need to bend you back to what they want and to their kind of image of you in their delusion. So they have to tear you apart. They've got to destroy your self-esteem, destroy your self-confidence, and make sure that you are a broken person, that they can ply into whatever shape that they want. They need to manipulate you. And in order for a narcissist, whether they're your parent, your partner, your friend, a co-worker, in order for them to be able to control you, they need to think that you're less than them. So they have to break you down. They have to destroy you. Finally... There is a discarding phase, okay? And the discarding phase happens when someone finally sets boundaries or even if they just question the narcissist. So if you were that angsty teen who constantly threw up questions to your narcissistic parent and you had multiple siblings, you finally you probably found pretty quickly that you got put in the bottom rung of the family. You got put as the scapegoat. You got punished the most. The discarding phase is all about breaking you down to the point that you'll either come back into the fold Shut your mouth and do what you're told, or you will be so discredited, so outcast, so alienated, so ostracized, so gaslit, that everyone around you will come to think that you're the problem, you're the crazy one, and that everything you say is just nonsense, it's ridiculous, you're too sensitive, yada, 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 yada. That's the final stage of destruction with the narcissistic parent, with really any narcissist in your life. So this is the kind of person that we're talking about. And this is what we are talking about. This person building a family structure, which is entirely around themselves, their ego and their desires. And that is where the narcissistic family starts. But that's not necessarily what makes them different from just your standard toxic or abusive family. Here's what is. Narcissistic families are unlike any other form of toxic family, okay? There's a lot of different kinds of toxic families, but they are significant. They are marked by triangulation, by toxic role setting, and by systematic destruction of family members. It's a multi-layered form of abuse that encompasses you know, mental abuse, emotional abuse, and then it can also even include physical abuse, sexual abuse, manipulation, coercion, spiritual abuse. I mean, it's, it's just an absolute mess. But there are five kind of fundamental core components of the narcissistic family that make them markedly different from just just an abusive or toxic family that's led by an immature, like an emotionally immature person. Right. Because. In the simple toxic family, you just have someone who's kind of just like, they don't know what they're doing. They're not aware. They have no intention of hurting people. They don't even want to feel superior. They're just hurt. And they just like lash out and hurt other people. That's not the narcissistic family. Number one, you have an absolute layer cake of abuse, a layer cake of abuse. It's not the same as a family with just one or two emotionally immature parents. Um, That's a common experience being raised by people who don't know how to emotionally regulate. Um, You might get hit. You might get screamed at. But it's always comes from like a place of ignorance, just an absolute, not a desire to hurt anyone, but just just a big pool of hurt spinning out in the world. But that's not the case in the narcissistic family. Okay, things are a lot more intense. They are a lot more complex and they're a lot more intentional. Okay, narcissistic family abuse can embody several different forms of abuse all at the same time. You can have the hitting and the screaming, the emotional abuse, the the psychological abuse. Then you can also have the sexual abuse, the financial abuse, the spiritual abuse, the material abuse. And there is one overarching goal behind every single bit of it. Every single bit of it. Are you ready? Destroy, destroy, destroy. Abusive narcissists weaponize their pain to destroy other people. That's why they are absolutely disgusting. They are where we have to draw the line. As parents, they desire both subconsciously and consciously To destroy their children's sense of self, their purpose, their confidence, and their authenticity, okay? And they'll do it with their partners, too. And they do it subtly. They do it under the cover of darkness. That's what's so (laughs) twisted about this abuse. In the public eye, they will always project the perfect parent, the perfect citizen. It's a stage and they will always perform when they're on stage in front of other people, people who they perceive can't have the power to judge them. And that's what leads to enmeshment to the pseudo mutuality and to decades of gaslighting, which survivors do to themselves and have done to them as well. It's what leads so many survivors to question their experiences decade after decade after decade. Number two, narcissistic families make it absolutely impossible for members to maintain stable, loving healthy mutual connections especially after that narcissistic parent or caretaker or leader is gone stable and loving connections between family members it's it's impossible it's impossible in the narcissistic family it cannot exist without massive and mutual conscious work being done communally between family members which is you know that's a tall order for anybody let alone in a narcissistic family where everyone's been narcissistically abused for years and years and years Narcissistic parents like it that way. They desire to keep siblings, cousins, grandparents, you know, even other parents or caretakers from getting in the way. They want total control. They want everyone to bend to their will to see themselves as the narcissist sees them now, the primary way this goal is achieved is through triangulation. So a narcissist parent keeps themselves at the center of power and attention by turning siblings and other family members against one another and keeping it in this kind of state of constant mistrust and chaos. So, for example, um, a narcissistic parent may put themselves in the center of two other sib- two siblings and point them at a third sibling to bully that sibling. Okay? They might make that person the bad guy. They're always the butt of the joke. It's ha ha ha. Like, like let's punish this person who is the weaker person or the person who has questioned me. That would be an example of triangulation. And it's all about keeping that bullied third person out man out sibling weak while also keeping this kind of superiority power structure going between the other siblings who the narcissistic parent prefers. And then lastly, the narcissistic family uses role-playing, right? That toxic role-playing to keep members under control and away from one another. So this is where you th- you see things cast like the golden child, the scapegoat. Uh, when it comes to the other parent, you'll often find that they're an enabler. There's a lot of different roles and it all works to, again, keep the narcissistic parent or parents on the top of the pile and to keep everyone else fighting and scared and insecure beneath them. Um, why would they, they want to put people in roles? Why would they want to p- put people in boxes? It seems like a waste of time and energy. Well, these roles, when they when the narcissistic parent puts their kids and you know their partners even in roles, they automatically create resentment. They automatically create resentment and they they create mistrust and they create instability and that creates a tense environment where it's really really easy for the narcissist to manipulate and control people to their liking. Thirdly, narcissistic families are marked by the lifelong consequences they strap they survivors with. OK, all mental and emotional abuse comes at a cost, whether your family is narcissistic or not. Um, when you are emotionally, mentally abused, it leaves you with toxic behaviors, fears, insecurities that follow you from relationship to relationship, experience to experience. But worse, um, th- all of that can leave you with permanent brain damage, literal brain damage, which affects your memory, uh, other cognitive functioning, you, the, the development of your body, the development of your emotions, your, you know, everything. Um, The narcissistic family, though, ensures that members of their structure get their fair share of all that and then some. They up the ante and they take things a step further in, in the realm of lifelong consequences. So beyond the basic range of trauma and brain damage, narcissistic families leave their children with permanent emotional damage. They spiral into conditions like CPTSD, which then involve the nervous system, which is obviously a physical uh, manifestation and other conditions which require lifelong management. OK, no cure, no cure for anything like BPD, which they're like always narcissistically abused um, or CPTSD. There is no cure. There's no pill. There's no magic amount of therapy that's going to just poop. It never existed. Uh, you manage you manage the symptoms of those things for the rest of your life. And it gets worse. Um, people who survive and escape narcissistic families also commonly find themselves um, doing so with a distinct lack of healthy relationship skills. And then you consider the fact that because the narcissist has spent so much time destroying these children, they also have no sense of self. And, and we now know via science um, that they can even walk away with chronic physical and mental illness that results directly from the decades of mental and emotional abuse that they get exposed to as members of a narcissistic family. There's no escaping those facts, and there's no escaping the consequences for survivors who find themselves dealing with them. They are costs that those survivors pay for the entirety of their lives. If they're lucky, they'll learn to control and engage from a more positive perspective so that they can, you know, marginally improve their lives enough to where, you know, being alive doesn't feel miserable. But most people never get that far, thanks to the narcissistic family system, which is focused on systematically destroying people. Now, this fourth element is going to be a bit controversial, but it is what it is. And you can like it or you can stop listening. Um, What is distinctly different for survivors of narcissistic families, for those who live within narcissistic families, that is different from any other form of abuse is the absolute and total lack of support. It's the absolute and total lack of support that they get versus anyone else who's come from any other kind of like standard, traditional, obvious abusive family. Unfortunately, there's still a lot we don't know about narcissism and narcissists and narcissistic families. The, a lot of this knowledge is relatively new, right? They've been doing this research since, you know, World War I, World War II, but that's still, you know, pretty new. It's pretty new. Psychology itself is pretty new. So we're learning stuff every single day. Uh, but then you also have to consider because it is still new and um, it's very niche, And so many of us are learning about it every day. Not everybody knows about it. And a lot of people are getting bad information about it. They don't know how narcissists work in reality. They don't know how they're created. They absolutely do not. Uh, Side note, anyone who tells you that a narcissist is created only by trauma is a liar who has not done their research and you should not trust them because there are many layers to making a narcissist. People just don't know about it. They don't understand it. They don't understand how it works. And what makes it even more difficult is that narcissistic people, narcissistic families, they exist within the fabric of society. They are our families, our friends, our partners, our coworkers, our bosses, our politicians, our charity workers, our spiritual leaders. And so much of their worst behaviors are sewn right in to the sheer fabric of tradition and quote unquote family values. Narcissistic families move widely unseen through our society, and that's what leaves their survivors at a distinct disadvantage versus any other survivor of any other type of abuse. Because so many people are so unable or unwilling to see the reality of narcissism, this abusive family system is ignored. Survivors spend most of their lives getting gaslit, ignored, and abandoned, again, more than any other survivors of any other form of abuse. And it's sad. But, you know, it is what it is because the way families are now, the way we treat families with kid gloves, the way we're not allowed to be truthful or realistic about families and the way they operate and the consequences of operating poorly. Family systems remain one of the only forms of openly condoned and accepted abuse in the world, in the world. So what does that mean? It means that survivors of narcissistic families grow up not being believed, not being validated, and they wander confused into the darkness, wondering, what's going to make the pain stop? I don't understand. Why do I hate myself? And why does everybody hate me? You can't fix that until you know what there is to fix. You can't do that until you acknowledge narcissistic families, their reality, and the damage that they cause. Now, last but not least, the fifth big difference between narcissistic families and their survivors And any other form of toxic family or, you know, abuse is the separation that comes from it. The otherness. okay, that is one guarantee that you will absolutely get as a survivor of a narcissistic family. Otherness. That abuse leaves you marked forever in ways that other abuse does not. Both subconsciously and consciously, we get set apart from others when we survive a narcissistic family, when we come from a narcissistic family. And whether it's real or imagined, we end up feeling alienated from everything that matters, including ourselves. Years of mental and emotional abuse breaks the self-esteem of those of us who survive it, right? And then we're divided from our sense of self. So we, be, we start to think that we're broken, that we're unworthy of love. We don't know who we are. We're confused. We go into bad relationships, which reinforces those ideas. And then this reinforces that internal sense of otherness that we just develop on our own from feeling terrible about ourselves, Or, you know, like this idea that we're like, especially bad, we're especially unworthy, we're especially undeserving because all of these bad things keep happening to us. But then there's a social level to it as well. And this is the most heartbreaking one. Society itself alienates survivors of narcissistic abuse over and over and over and over and over and over and over 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 again. Uh, And that's why so many never bring their heads to the surface and take a breath. And, you know, that's due in part to complicated and turbulent family ties and the choices that survivors are forced to make. Um, You know, there's you end up in patterns of self-sabotage and risky behavior, which changes the way society looks at you. But then you also get faced with some really tough decisions. When you come from a narcissistic family, you're always faced with tough decisions. And that spooks people. That spooks people. They get spooked when you don't behave the way they expect when you don't live your life in a way that they expect so if you are a survivor who makes the choice to cut ties to walk away from someone from a narcissistic family you spook them even more you spook them even more because everybody feeds into this idea of family is magical family is spiritual family is blood and can't be broken so when you break outside of these like crazy crazy propaganda conditioning programs that people have ingested for generations without questioning you spook them it spooks people and when the people around you are spooked they'll move away from you they will alienate you and unfortunately that becomes the path of many narcissistic family abuse survivors when they have to make the hard decision to cut ties from the people they love most you can spend a lot of time being lonely but it's temporary that's that's the big takeaway it's temporary it's not forever You will find your family again, but you have to stay strong and keep the boundaries iron. And that's the big difference. When I talk to you about narcissistic families, whether you're watching me on TikTok, you're reading my articles on Medium, you're watching me on YouTube, you're, you know, getting these articles in my newsletters. That is the difference. This is what we're talking about when we talk about narcissistic abuse. We talk about narcissistic abuse survivors We're not talking about, you know, people who've decided that they felt uncomfortable sometimes and then they learn the buzzword PTSD and then they start, you know, walking around using that all the time. Miss Whitney Rose from The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City is a fantastic example of that. That's not what I'm talking about. That's not what I'm talking about. That superficial manipulative crap is not what I'm talking about. That's what the Internet has made this, but that is not what this is. Narcissistic families are systematically abusive. They destroy their children and they create centuries of generational trauma, which is changing not just the way we feel about ourselves and our relationships, but our actual functional DNA and the way it is expressed in our children and our grandchildren, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It all starts here in the narcissistic family. And that's why it's so important That we stop lying to ourselves and we stand in the light of our truth when our parents are abusive, when they are narcissists, abusive, malignant narcissists, because guess what? Some parents are. That's just facts. And the sooner you accept it, the sooner you can set yourself free. Thank you so, so much for listening to this week's episode of the Practical Growth Podcast. I hope that you have found something in here that you love, something that you enjoy, something that you can share or something that has shined a light for you. Maybe on your own childhood. Maybe you you weren't dealing with a narcissistic family. Maybe your family's just toxic. That's okay. That's, you know, great. It's not great, but it's, it's a place to start. And that's all we need. If you love this episode, why not consider leaving a five-star review over on Apple Podcasts? Um, I will give you a free ebook if you take a screenshot of the review once it goes live and send it to me, admin at thereallybjohnson.com. As soon as I get the screenshot, I'll send you a free ebook from my shop. So nothing's better than free. All you got to do is leave a five-star review over on Apple Podcasts. So until next time, keep your heads up, keep your eyes on the stars. Keep moving forward. Bye-bye.